0: I'm Merritt Rollins-Brown, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mindset for Times podcast, where I help you to stop emotionally eating and reshape your relationship with food, yourself, and with your body. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about five tips for intuitive eating. Okay. Number one. That was really loud. Sorry. Okay. Number one is understanding internal cues versus external cues. So, internal cues are what your body is wanting or craving slash what your body needs. And that means if you go out to dinner with friends and everybody orders a drink, but you sort of are like, eh, I'm not, I don't really want a drink. So then you decide not to order a drink. And you don't give under the pressure of, well, everybody else is ordering a drink, so maybe I should too. No. You're listening to your body and If your body's like, nah, girl, not today. I don't want that beer. I don't want that margarita. I don't want that wine. Let's just uh, get some water. Then that is listening to an internal cue versus external, which would be everybody else is getting a drink. So maybe I should get a drink to fit in. I don't want to miss out. What if everybody gets drunk and then I'm the only person who's not drinking, it's not going to be a very fun night for me. And you just start thinking those thoughts and then you basically talk yourself into, uh, ordering a drink and then you drink it. You don't really want to, but you are, and then that continues. So, the second one is change your limited beliefs. So, limited beliefs are often old thoughts and thought patterns that we have adopted as beliefs because, I think I said this in the first podcast, uh, beliefs are just thoughts we've thought over and over again. So, in order to change a limited belief, which would be like, oh, I am never going to lose weight or... I'm never going to look like that. But why? Why are you believing those thoughts? It's usually because your brain will dish out evidence from the past to support that thought and that belief. However, we don't want to be living in the past all the time. We want to be living in the future, towards who we want to be and what we want to do with our life. And so in order to change that limited belief, you have to start thinking about your future self. What do you want in the future? What do you want to look like? How do you want to dress? Who are your friends? Who do you want to hang out with? Where do you want to live? It's about knowing what you want and who you want to be in the future. So if You want your future self to have a slimming body. Then right now your brain is going to be like, no, no, no. See, we tried that, that, this diet and this diet and it just doesn't work. You got to be like, no bitch, shut up (laughs) for one second. This is what I want. And then you have to take a step back and then say, um, it's going to be hard work. To get that in body. But one day I'm going to have it. And. Then you start. Taking action. And thinking future thoughts. So every time. You decide you want to sit down on the couch. And watch Netflix. Instead of. Taking a walk. Or doing something active. You say hang on. What does my future self want? Is sitting down and watching Netflix going to benefit my goal and myself in the future? Or should I get up off my ass and just go for a walk? And the more you start changing these beliefs, or I'm never I'm never going to be able to Run a mile. I'm never going to be able to eat, quote unquote, clean. Whatever it is, figure out where that thought and belief even came from and see how you can shift it in a way that isn't so, isn't on the other side of the spectrum. So if you are in disbelief that you can't do something, you Can't automatically jump to, oh, I believe that I'm going to lose 10 pounds this week because that's not going to happen. You have to start thinking about your future self and how you're going to get yourself to that place. And it's an everyday practice. And um, a lot of times I use the word yet. So I haven't reached this goal yet. But I will. I know that if I do this and this consistently, then that's going to help build habits in order to reach my goal. Okay, number three, process negative emotions. This is like the main one is learning how to process negative emotions, that means learning how to process when you feel disgust, when you feel shame, guilt, sadness, anger, any of those. Instead of reaching for something external to make you feel better in that moment, because that's what's causing this cycle, this dopamine hit cycle, and you want instant gratification, and your brain's like, I want to feel better right now, so let's go drink this alcohol, let's go, I don't know, um, let's go binge eat, let's do X, Y, Z, instead of actually processing and feeling this um, negative emotion, and... In order to not give in to that instant gratification that your brain wants, it's you have to become aware of your patterns and your habits and what you're doing when you feel a certain way. So when you're happy, what do you normally do when you're sad? What do you normally do when you're angry? How do you normally react or respond. Are you reacting or are you responding to this emotion? And reacting is just doing the same the same thing um, that you have always done. So reaching for that glass of wine or um, yelling at somebody versus responding, which is Taking a step back and pausing and thinking, okay, how am I feeling right now? What thoughts are causing this? And sitting with that, maybe excusing yourself from a room um, just to collect yourself and collect your thoughts and understanding yourself and... Reassuring yourself that you're safe and that everything's okay, and um, the more you become aware of your thoughts, the more the easier it is to pinpoint your emotions. And once you're able to pinpoint your emotions and where that's coming from then you can take the necessary steps to respond to situations and how you're feeling versus react. Okay, number four, don't restrict foods or deprive yourself of foods or say, now I'm not talking about like if you have allergies or if you're a vegetarian or you are vegan. I'm saying more this food's bad, this food's good, this food's clean, this food is very fucking bad. (laughs) Um, and it's getting rid of food groups or types of food altogether. Like I am never going to eat another donut again. Actually, what's funny about donuts, um, that was the first thing that came, (laughs) that came to my mind was, uh, so my husband and I went out to, um, a local bar that sponsors our hurling team this past weekend and a teammate and I got (laughs) got into such a discussion about what donut flavors are the best and what are the worst and the two the two donut flavors that I love like nobody else likes so we had um, a long conversation about donuts okay So, but for the longest time, um, I always labeled foods as like bad or good. And so donuts were very bad. Cookies were bad. Pizza was bad. Um, and so I didn't eat like, I I don't know. I went like four years without eating pizza and, um, and donuts. Like I literally, I probably went like a decade without eating donuts um but now like I love getting donuts we uh growing up my dad always got us got my sister and I donuts for our birthdays and um so I wanted to pass that tradition down to my kids and so every birthday that comes around we always buy donuts and it's a great moment to share with the kids and it's not like oh gosh, I can only eat one donut or take one bite. No, it's like I'm going to enjoy these two donuts that I got and we're going to enjoy this moment together and I'm not going to feel guilty about eating it. And so, um, because when you say, oh, I can never eat that or I shouldn't eat this or I'm going to gain weight if I eat that, then... That is, those are, those are thoughts that you should definitely challenge. Like, why can't you enjoy this donut? What, what makes it bad if you enjoy a donut for a birthday? Like, because it has a lot of sugar in it? Because it has a lot of fat? Because you think you're going to lose control and eat a dozen donuts? I think the more you restrict foods, the more you actually want those foods. The more obsessed you get with I don't I don't eat fries. I don't eat chips. But then you see everybody else eating it and then your mind's like, Ooh, I really want I really want one fry. I just want one fry. That was always a cycle with me and then something would happen and then I would feel like shit and then I would Go order fries. I remember in college, I don't know, uh, well, it was my freshman year. I know, I can't I tell you, like, the circumstance or what happened, but uh, I was really, really down. And I decided to go get something from Wendy's. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Then I drove to Zaxby's, and then I drove to Taco Bell. And I ate. Because I thought that would make me feel better. It, 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 it did not make me feel better at all. Um, okay. So, number four was don't restrict foods or deprive yourself. When you deprive yourself of foods, you aren't... Your body's not going to be satisfied. You won't be satisfied. If I'm like... Um, oh my goodness. I'm going to have just one bite of... Cake, but your body's like. Actually, I want. I want a couple more bites, like eating. Listen again. This goes back to the internal cues. Listening to your body um, is so very important because you can get a big piece of cake. That does not mean that you have to eat all of it, or you just have to eat a little bit of it. Take a bite, see how you feel. If you want another bite, take another bite, see how you feel. Are you satisfied? Cool. Enjoy the conversation around you. Enjoy the ambiance of the party. Enjoy the drink that you are about to consume. Like, it doesn't have to be focused on, I can only eat two bites. No, enjoy it until you're satisfied. And there's a difference between being satisfied, being full, and like being so full you're uncomfortable. Satisfaction is understanding that this isn't the one and only time that you can enjoy this. Um, or knowing, oh, I'm, I love this dessert so much, I'm going to box it up and enjoy it tomorrow morning with my coffee. It's understanding that you can have it again when you want to have it again okay number five is you don't need to lose weight to be happy oh my gosh this is so true you do not need to lose weight to be happy being skinny does not equate to happiness at all i remember when i was at my skinniest point i was definitely not fucking happy (laughs) Um, far from that, actually. And over the years, especially my 20s, I was probably, I I was 10 pounds lighter than I am now. Um, and I always had, like, low energy and, I don't know, I still didn't feel very good about myself. And now... Like, I maintain this weight, and, like, I love my body, and I love how strong my body is, and I love how much energy I have, too, because of intuitive eating. Um, I eat what, what I want when I want, and I eat until I'm satisfied, and... I know that I can enjoy this meal another day, then another time, and mealtimes for us, for my family, is a way to just sit down and connect and talk about something that we failed at that day, and we always go around and tell what we're thankful for, and I love the conversations that we have. Sometimes it's silly, sometimes it's serious, sometimes we learn about history or art from the alexa question of the day it's just it's a great it's a great way to connect with people that you love undistracted right so not like on our phones or watching tv or whatever which i mean we do have family night and watch movies and eat dinner in the den which is totally fine but um Okay, sorry, that was sort of down a, uh, oh my gosh, what's the word? Not rampage. That was, uh, not really down the rabbit hole. That was a tangent. Oh, there we go. I think that's the word. Okay, anyway, I think you know what I mean. Okay, so you don't need to lose weight to be happy. No, you don't. When you lose that weight, if you're always like, man, I need to lose 10 pounds, I need to lose 10 pounds. Um, Why? How do you think you're gonna feel after you lose the ten pounds? I mean, if you think that's gonna make you happy, then by all means, try it in, you know, of course, a healthy way. But think about where that feeling comes from and where that thought comes from. Focusing on the inner work will and inner work is like your mindset work, which is a huge part in what I teach and what I coach on, it brings internal healing. And when you have this internal healing, then you reach maximum results in almost every area of your life because the mindset work that goes behind being free from emotional eating clears your mind up enough and cleans it out enough that it transfers over to... Areas of your life that you wouldn't expect and inner work is simple in the fact that Your thoughts create your feelings your feelings create your actions and habits and your actions and habits create your results in life but the work itself the 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 change can be hard and that's why it's so helpful to have a mindset coach or a life coach to help you on this journey because you are worth it you are worth it I don't want you wasting time obsessed over your body and obsessed over how many calories is in this and obsessed over I just wish I could lose 10 pounds It'll make me happier. No. No. You should be focused on enjoying moments, enjoying life, going on adventures. You don't need to waste time being miserable in your body and in your mind. That's not living life. That's getting down on yourself. That's shaming yourself. That's judging yourself. That's feeling guilty for every single thing that you do. That's trying to be... You're trying to be a perfectionist. Yet you fall short of all the expectations that you put on yourself. We don't want that. We want to enjoy life. And we want to be who we want to be. So... to wrap that up. I want I am fired up today. I am. And I hope you enjoyed those five tips. So number 1 was understanding internal cues versus external. Number 2, change your limited beliefs. Number 3, process negative emotions. Number 4, don't restrict foods. Number 5, you don't need to lose weight to be happy. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to with my podcast, whoa, my podcast question from last week. Okay, so last week I asked, what is your favorite Spielberg movie? So, my favorite is definitely Jaws. I remember watching that in elementary school, and it... It scared me, but it didn't make me fearful of the ocean. Um, And as an adult, I've always wanted to, I've seen places uh, like on lakes where you, they put jaws on the projector and then you are in the water in like an inner tube. I think that would be really fun. I think I would get freaked out a little bit if I did that, (laughs) but I still think that would be fun. So this week's podcast question is, if you have ever played Smash Brothers on like Nintendo or on the Switch, which, what is your favorite character? My husband's birthday was yesterday and so we celebrated going out to dinner and then we skipped dessert to go back to the house early to play a couple of rounds of Smash Brothers with our kids and to play that, um, I don't know, that Mario Party, like the mini games thing. And so that was a lot of fun. But I have always, always chosen the same character. So I I want to know who you would choose if you were playing Smash Brothers. Okay, I hope you'll have a fabulous week. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Mindset for Meal Times podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to check out my Mindset for Meal Times program over at MeritRollinsBrown.com. That's merittrollinsbrow N.com. If you need any additional support me over on Instagram at Merritt Rollins Brown